summer, winter, fall, spring, heart, go planet. By your powers combined, we are four seasons and a funeral. My name is David, and joining me are Nick and Charlie. <laughs> go Nick. I'm Nick. <laughs> I go Charlie. I'm Charlie. Boo, why, Charlie. Why is it heart instead of, should it not be casket? <laughs> oh, casket would have been better. Yeah. Uh, listen, I didn't prep for this. <laughs> oh, really? No shit. <laughs> mm. Welcome to season three, episode 14 of this train wreck of a podcast. Um, <laughs> Woo! Today we're talking about the same uh, season three, episode 14 of Fringe uh, 6B. Um, yeah, it's not a near Automata reference because I don't think that game came out yet. <laughs> don't believe it did. <laughs> 2011, so I'm going to guess no. No, yeah. I think Replicant was just out. But that was the weird version where they changed the main character for the Western release to an old gruff man. Incredible. And the Is original there? Japanese version had a like fourteen-year-old boy as the main character. Those are Is slightly six... different. There is no six B in near though. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but like, there very well could have been. Yeah, I haven't actually played Automata. I should. I bought it. It's. <laughs> I should play it. <laughs> Especially because they released that patch that supposedly fixes the Steam version. So. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, three years after release. Yep. <laughs> it's great that both of you guys saw this uh, this title and went, ah, near Automata reference. And I immediately looked at it and went, yes, apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, well, we're... I saw the title and went, what a weird title for an episode. And then went, oh, wait, no, I remember this episode. <laughs> yeah, this was an episode. Um, I guess we'll just get, oh, what? well, well first, what have you guys been up to? I know right. Nick's been just in hell. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One I've, one day hell will stop. I've been watching like nothing but playoff hockey, and mm -hmm. it's entertaining when it's not your team. But when it is your team, I think I've shaved years off my life. Yeah, things aren't going great right now, from what I've gleaned for the Leafs. Say eh? <laughs> we oh, are tied series? one one. Yeah, so. series is one one. They dominated all of game two. The real issue is in game one, their captain, John Tavares, took a knee to the face from a guy going about 30 kilometers an hour. Yeah, that's an Yay. issue. He doesn't have any like spinal or like fractures, anything like that. It's just a concussion, which in which... that situation is the best possibility. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, second best, right? Because you would hope the first would be nothing, which is which isn't very possible. But yeah, if if you see the injury, and I don't recommend it, um, it's basically like yeah, he has a concussion, especially because uh, he passed it on the ice twice, and it might have been the uh, second scariest um sports injury I have seen live. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no, was was not good. That's basically been... Oh, also uh, waiting for the new Ratchet & Clank game to come out because that's in like two weeks. Ratchet yeah. & Clank, a... What, what is it? What's the subtitle? Uh, a Rift Apart. Right, 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 right. Which is um, trying to tie in the PS3 future ones. with I think that's like Quest for Booty and I forget all the titles for those ones, but the 
they expanded the Lombax lore and then the horrific uh, PS4 movie tie-in reboot trash. Apparently, it's going to combine <laughs> those two and kind of be like, no, what the reboot mean? was that, a bad idea. The, the tie-in movie game wasn't, wasn't a great idea? <laughs> it, it's weird because it's, it's a reimagining of the first one, but also being a movie adaptation at the same time. So it's bad on two fronts. Nice. But yeah, I'm hoping this one will be good because I, I like Ratchet and Clank. I've played most of the games. Nice. Yeah. It's a good will, game series. Yeah. 3D platformers. So I, think I will say they're they, the, the reason I'm so good at platformers today is I just put <laughs> a lot of Ratchet and Clank. Nice. What was that, uh, Nick? Outside outside of the hell that I have been in, I, I did get to go and have like an outdoor like see my parents, which was super nice. And really sad that that is like, you know, yay, I'm so glad that I got to do that for the first time in like months. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. yeah, no, got to got to see my parents inside, which was great. And uh, my dad was like, "Yeah, no, listen to one of the episodes in your podcast." Wait, Wasn't why? really for me, but hey. Oh God, no! I'm so why? sorry, Nick's dad. <laughs> I have no idea, but hey, thanks, Dad. Which episode? Um, I <laughs> over, think one of the no, <laughs> over not there over there, the where stair. under the stair. I told him that he should go download that one just to piss you off. Um. But uh, I think it was one of the two ending episodes for season one because uh, he's rewatching Fringe right now and I okay. uh, just finished through season one. Yeah, I don't think your dad is going to get our uh, weird sense no. of humor. <laughs> no. The... He was like, yeah, no, not really for me. I was like, that's, that's fair. That is perfectly <laughs> fair. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't think the last, it's the good last to know that I should never talk to your was... dad ever again. <laughs> yes. If you want to uh, watch those, I don't think those were too bad for weird humor because we were mostly focused on fringe. Yes. It's the episodes that are boring where we go off the rails. God, those are bad. Yes. Like, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I've been doing jack shit. Um, Yay. Yep. Another week of work, another week of playing games. Oh, we uh, fell back into Overwatch, which might be the worst decision in recent memory. Oh, it's I great. Haven't. It's so it's much great. fun, but I hate it. I hate it at the same time. I'm very um, sad. I'm very sad that I'm unable to join you guys for that little bit, because playing Overwatch with like a group of like four or five people is a great time, and I cannot do that currently. And by the time that I can, both of you are going to be back to the fuck Overwatch um, <laughs> like mood. I, I know that I'm, I'm missing always these like two weeks. <laughs> Salt I'm in and that I were doing mood a... while playing it. <laughs> Salt and I were doing uh, open queue placements. Oh no! <sighs> uh, we are we did f- seven total so far, and we are currently five two on placements. Yeah, the open queue placements—that's the only comp that I like because once again, I don't like roll queue. <laughs> just, just get yeah. good. No, despite <laughs> the fact that I'm only going to play tank, I am—I don't like being either forced to play tank and also have a like lame two 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 comp. It's just, just lame. Get good. Come on. It's so simple. Just <laughs> no. get good at the game. Put in the ten thousand hours and just get good. No. Even even after that, my APM is like bottom third. Like easily. Like my <laughs> At least you're now at the point where about seventy percent of the time after alting you don't run away immediately. <laughs> Sorry, APM, do you mean ELO? No, he means actions per minute. I mean, just like, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Like actual physical like ability. <laughs> yeah, my, my physical ability at like playing FPSs is horrifyingly bad. <laughs> yeah, you didn't spend um your formative years just playing StarCraft One every day <laughs> to no. practice your finger movement. Oh, uh, David, I also now know which um which NBA basketball team should be your favorite. Oh, which one? Uh, the 1999 um, San Antonio Spurs would oh, I saw uh, decompress yeah, by playing uh, StarCraft. <laughs> Which is a weird choice of decompress, because StarCraft, I think, is, is, can be very stressful. <laughs> oh, I miss StarCraft. I, I'm very upset that um, RTSs have gone by the wayside. And it, it's all MOBAs and team-based shooters now. Make I miss own. a good RTS. I get, I, I get it. It's because they're not team games. Like, there's no, there's not an easy way to make an RTS a team game, unless you're doing two v twos, and that's not, that's not as interesting as a one v one. But yeah, the emphasis on multiplayer is too high for someone who isn't good at a lot of multiplayer games. <laughs> Give me my single player stuff only, please. Just let me do that. <laughs> let me be happy with my no internet needed. Get into JRPGs. There are literally hundreds of thousands of hours of JRPGs out there. Yeah, but I always feel like a creep playing some of those. Just don't play the creepy ones. I will admit that does lower it down to like 20%. But... <laughs> I was like, David, also, does the quality reduce? Like, how many of the creepy ones are also like the highest rated? <laughs> um, well, what's your... Okay, Far so, too many. Honest question is, what is your borderline for what you define as too creepy then? Because, like, Persona 5 is a very excellent JRPG. In fact, one of the best JRPGs ever, just from a design perspective, a story perspective, and a yeah. gameplay perspective. I guess, but I guess Persona 5 isn't... can definitely be creepy at times, because, hey, all the main characters are high schoolers, and a lot of them are just in, like, spandex suits, and they pose. Yeah. I guess creepy is not really the right word for it. I think it's more like, I hate, absolutely hate the high-pitched voice that a lot of japanese voice actresses do for younger uh, characters yeah it yeah. grates on my ears and i cannot stand it so it's either i have to play on a bad english dub mm-hmm. or i have to grip my teeth and get through that which is hard that's, for me to do that's fair yeah the voice stuff is can be difficult and then um, sometimes when they have the six thousand year old dragon in the form of like a ten year old girl, that's a little bit. That's well, my yeah. That's line. just that's creepy. That's that's fair. That's also fair. <laughs> Isn't that most yeah. of Fire Emblem's ancient creatures? Um, it's really just a trope for in general for anime and no, I mean stuff. Fire Emblem in particular. A lot of their like, oh, I'm an ancient magical creature but I take the form of a young girl. Isn't that like 90% of their ancient creatures? So um, I would say it's 50-50. Most of the time, if they are some sort of like very old, powerful, ancient thing, it's they're rather than if they take the form of a young girl, their, their logic behind it is that because they live hundreds of thousands of years, they mature much slower. And so, hey, I'm a thousand years old, but my lifespan is 400,000. Hmm. So that's why I'm a child. Um, but actually, Fire Emblem Awakening actually did something really interesting, I thought, at the time, was when they had one of those, they had, essentially, they had one of those, like, little dragon girls in the original Fire Emblem, and they appear back in Fire Emblem Awakening as an adult woman. 
Hmm. And it's just like, hey, it's the same one. It's me again. Oh, yeah, those guys. I remember those guys. That was a long time ago. <laughs> All right. But, well, maybe I'll hunt around for a good JRPG. I like the long form stuff, too, where I can sink a bunch of hours into it. Um, and just kind of mindlessly grind at points. Honestly, the recent Tales series have been pretty good. Um, they are Weren't you to... just complaining to me about those the other day? Tales? Or was that just the naming scheme? No, I was complaining about the naming scheme. The naming okay. scheme is nonsense, but the games are very good. <laughs> um, Tales of Zestaria and B- uh, Bizaria are both on... See, the naming <laughs> scheme is stupid. They were both on um, uh, PC recently. They got ported over, and the ports are pretty decent, and the gameplay is good. They're similar to... Um, uh ff15 in okay. that they're uh like sort of pseudo turn-based but mostly real time okay um, cool 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 combat right. and with our jrpg discussion done let's go into the tv guide <gasps> mysterious events lead to a woman in mourning over the death of her husband peter and olivia try to bridge the emotional chasm between them that's that's our tv guide Incredible. We're we're back to very mediocre TV guides. <laughs> this is also raises an interesting point about English grammar and um, emphasis on words. The way David read that to me means the events lead to a woman becoming in mourning. Like these events directly were the cause of this person being in mourning, but that's yeah, not I the case. I, no, I guess I put the emphasis on the wrong um, syllables there. It yeah. should really be like mysterious events that lead to a woman in mourning, as yes. they lead yeah. to her. Because because They're the way the that you've said that now, this uh, this opening credit sequence right now is going to be very confusing. <laughs> where we do not meet Peta Peta uh, Olivia or. <laughs> no. Sorry, are we talking about Hunger Games now? <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> oh man, fuck Hunger Games. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we Should don't see Peter, book. Olivia, or this woman in mourning um, during the entire opening credits here. Where <laughs> <laughs> No, instead we get a random couple that seems to be heading to a party. Um, and we get the One vibe day. that this is a new boyfriend or like a new romantic partner for the yeah. female. Uh, because she's like, or for the woman. Because she's like, oh yeah, just you'll be fine. Just don't talk about politics or like um, religion um blah 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 and they have sort of a banter as they uh enter uh, into the um apartment building who they're stopped by a doorman he asks, hey where are you where, where are you heading up yeah, yeah, yeah. um blah blah uh, blah they go to the elevator at which point they see a woman carrying luggage down the stairs they're like oh is the elevator out of service she's like nope it works best of luck at which case <laughs> you you turn around <laughs> which case yeah, yeah. I, I i go wait what do you mean by that Explain no, best of luck. I'm like, okay, luck. cool. I guess I'll take the stairs then, because I guess yeah. the elevator's on the fritz at points. Uh, <laughs> Although to be fair, um, they are headed up to seven C, so I don't want to to go to a party to climb up seven flights of stairs. Nah, I, that's fine. You don't know where the floor that woman's coming from. If she's coming down from a higher floor of all those suitcases, I mean, I wouldn't risk yeah. the elevator at that point. I would ask, wait, what floor are you coming from? She goes that's like fourteen B, and I go fuck the. <laughs> elevator i guess (laughs) yeah so the couple heads up the elevator and the woman uh who is carrying her luggage out talks to the doorman and he's like oh it can't be that bad like we can't you can't be leaving too and you got the impression a bunch of people have been moving out of this apartment building Mm -hmm. and she's like i haven't slept in weeks something has to be done and he's like all right fine if i can't convince you to stay let me at least hail you a cab uh we cut back upstairs to the party and hey Um, it's just a nice party 
Yeah, <laughs> everyone's out on the balcony. Oh, cool! Your new boyfriend brought me wine. I like him already. He's banter, also, banter, banter. Not even wine. Get the- uh, California bubbly, I believe, is what he said specifically, yes. <laughs> which yeah. is so douchey. They go over. Is it wine? Is it champagne? Who knows? The the girl with the new boyfriend is talking to her friend, and she's like, "Oh, he already has like space in my closet." Um, and she takes a bite of like a chicken skewer, and oh no, the blender is going off by itself, and apparently the stone's gone, stove has gone off by itself, and the hostess's husband or boyfriend finds the entire thing very funny because he's like, "Oh yeah, stove turned on. Just got to teach it how to make us breakfast in the morning." Ho ho ho. And doesn't see anything wrong with your stove randomly turning on. Possibly while you're asleep, burning down yeah. your apartment and killing you. You yeah. know, it's fine. Listen, she- it was probably an electric stove. Like, <laughs> if it's a gas stove, it doesn't you would, even turn on. You like, would hope. I mean, I feel like it might turn on because the the host's husband, like, presses a button on the blender to get it to stop. And it's like a cancel button and it's clicked. It's like clicked up or something, and he actually like some button there got pressed down by something. Mm-hmm. It's the only way for that blender to turn on because they're physical switches. Ah, so it's maybe connected to the power line. I will argue mm-hmm. that all of this is AC related. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, apparently the the chicken I forget what it is if it's pineapple or something. Um, the woman who ate the chicken skewer. Oh no, she's having an allergic reaction. And they do like three fake outs of what the fringe event is going to be. And oh so man, it's they great. run out. They run out to the balcony and they get the boyfriend. He's like, "Oh, her epipens in her purse," and he runs out. And you just see the people like drop a little bit before it cuts. Like you're not sure exactly what you saw. And they get that all fixed. We actually don't even see him apply the epipen because it doesn't matter. Yep. And we cut back downstairs <laughs> to the woman moving up, getting into a cab, and then bodies just start hitting the street. Yep. Holy yeah, no, crap. The, the chances of rain from earlier have uh, certainly <laughs> occurred. <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh. This yeah. was a great cold open. Oh, my it was only, so good. <laughs> my only issue with it is they're up on the seventh floor, but it's perfectly silent when they fall. Like, no one is crying out or anything, and I feel like seven... How tall is nah. seven stories? So, nah, Charlie, just, just so that's 70 feet. But just, just think about it like this instead. Um, all of a sudden, you're standing on something, and then it's gone. You're shocked for a second, likely. And it's just all the shocking. Also, it's way cooler with all the bodies hitting with absolutely no sound. Just Them, them falling yeah. with absolutely no sound, it's, too. It, is, it makes for the best, like, if, if there was screaming, it would have ruined the cold open. <laughs> I guess that's only, what, like, three and a half second fall? Yeah, the, the, you, can do some, you can do some math for it, but yeah, no. Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a way cooler fall. I am well, completely 70, happy with how the fringe team yeah, did it. Yeah, 70 feet is something like 20 meters, so even if you just do, like, 9.8, you're getting kind of close. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, fine. It's it is only, it is horrifying, a, though. It's definitely a small enough time span that I think it's reasonable to assume they didn't have a ability to react to it. Yeah. But yeah, people just hit the street and are dead. And so is their well, patio hops in the tab, Hops in the cab as fast as possible. Get yeah, the get fuck the... away from there. <laughs> <laughs> Take me away. I'm never coming back. 
I don't need the rest of my stuff. They can, someone else can get that. <laughs> I don't want that haunted bullshit. And yeah, and that's the cold open. And yeah, it's, it's great because right as the boyfriend gets off the balcony, you just hear like clothes rippling in the wind as everyone falls. Oh no, it's and, a, it's, it's a really and, well done cold open. Yeah, and the, the tenant and the doorman look up and like the balcony's just not there anymore. It's it's not good. It's and then really we get, good. We get our intro, which is blue, so we're in the blue universe as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you know what is good? Blueberry pancakes. It's which is a lie. Walter, blueberry pancakes a... are trash. I hate blueberry pancakes. Wait, but what? Apparently... You hate blueberry pancakes? I don't like baked fruit generally. Unless it's raspberries in like a pie or something. I really don't like warm fruit. Really? Blueberry pancakes yeah. are good. You never um, take okay. some it's... grapes and just pop them up in the microwave to get them nice and hot? No. Uh... I will stop being friends with you. <laughs> that's a Mabim Bam reference. I don't actually oh. do that. Oh, right. It's I like, David, I've that's going to fuck up your microwave. <laughs> David, that's, that's gonna fuck up your mouth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good. We uh, we open up, and Walter makes sure that we know that we're in the blue universe in case we miss the intro um, by mm-hmm. singing about blue for a little while uh, <laughs> and having blueberries, which can only lead us to assume that the red universe has red berries and they're not raspberries. Yes. They're just blueberries, but because of some horrifying uh, fringe accident, <laughs> they're all red now. You know how all the sheep died? Well, whatever killed all the sheep also turned all of our blueberries red. <laughs> the fringe event was all the sheep died because their blood was suddenly extracted from their bodies and used to color the blueberries. Oh, God. Well, no, no. Well, no, no. Raspberries Extra are now iron. blue. The raspberries are now blue, which is where the blue raspberry flavor came from. William Bell actually patented oh. it and brought it over. <laughs> no, no, Walter invented blue raspberry, obviously, from watching Walter eat a blue raspberry. I wonder what that tastes like. Eh. Well, no, and then he started trying to do it, and then he, he killed a sheep and went, uh-oh, uh, stop. You <laughs> can synthesize this. But yeah, Peter comes down and Walter is... Humming and making a very large breakfast, and Peter's like, "What the fuck's going on?" Walter's like, "Oh, nothing. We just haven't had a fringe case for a while, and uh, with what happened between you and Olivia, means she doesn't drop by anymore. So I invited her over for breakfast. Okay, bye." And Peter's like, "This is this is a very bad idea. Please don't force this." And then <laughs> Olivia comes over, and she's like, "Oh, I thought this was an emergency. Never mind." And Listen, Walter's Walter like, has. Walter's improved from season one, where he would have invited Olivia over and then handed Olivia a condom as she walked in. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. He does say, interestingly, that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and he proved it scientifically in 1983. Yep. Which is interesting. The serial companies pay him for that? (laughs) I I I think it's all bullshit. I don't eat breakfast and I'm fine. Let's not but think about David how much better you'd be, David, if you ate <laughs> breakfast. What do you mean? I'm so healthy and active. Think about how much better you'd be. What, when was the last time that you ran a triathlon, David? Was it when oh, you ate God. breakfast? No, no, I stopped eating breakfast a while ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, technically, if you take the name literally, breakfast is always the first meal of the day for you. Exactly. Ah, that's true. And sometimes so it's just a bag of chips. Sometimes you wake up, you buy a bag of Doritos, and you eat the entire bag of Doritos. 
Oh. All right, so I need to prep my eulogy speech <laughs> for 20 years from now, 15. What are we thinking? I, I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, David, I need to take some blood samples about once a year, and we just got to figure out the concentration of, like, just Cholesterol. junk food. <laughs> yeah, just, just straight up junk food in there. <laughs> just comes yeah. out orange. <laughs> Walter's just trying to get Peter and Olivia to actually talk and Olivia's like he leaves the room and they kind of stand there awkwardly and Peter is actually like you know what we might not like being manipulated but we should take advantage of the situation and actually talk about the problems we're going through you know like adults and Olivia's like fuck that nope I'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she's she's literally like I don't know what to say like you don't talk about her. And he's like, yeah, because you have trust issues and I don't want to be one of your trust issues. Which is... And she's like, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, Fine. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I do think of uh, Folivia still, but only when I'm fantasizing about life with you. And I kind of get what he means. It and sa like, definitely sounded bad to me. I thought she was going to get angry. <laughs> yeah. And then, then he explained it where he's like, this is the life I always wanted with you. And then I had it. So yeah, I'm still going to think about that. And you're like, okay, okay. This is, this is fair. I mean, I guess, but maybe don't remind her of the fact that you, that she like, she, you did wake up next to fake Olivia and you did spend all that time together and shit. Yeah, it's definitely on the weirder, I did this because I love you so much, don't hate me for sleeping with your doppelganger. Like, yeah, it's it, <laughs> it's a weird, the ends justify the means kind of thing. Yeah. Where they're really trying to force it, but Peter is even like, hey, what's keeping us apart now? It's you. This You're the one doing fault. that. Turns, turns this back fault. on Olivia. <laughs> and he's like, it's you and that always rigging cell phone to get you out of these... Um, discussions conveniently and then olivia's phone rings and she gets out of the discussion conveniently and she goes oh thank god broils how did you know and broils is like oh no this is this this is not one of those emergency uh you you've asked me to call five minutes after uh sp stepping into the bishop residences well olivia's broils like, is oh, like we god, haven't had a fringe case in dead. weeks how many people six okay awesome we'll be on our way <laughs> what do you mean it was Weird. just a gang shootout we'll still investigate it Weird circumstances, just just bullet wounds. That that's it. This was just <laughs> was, was just it, a drive by. I'm sure Walter can figure something out about it. Was it fringe bullets? At least <laughs> only one way to find out. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And they arrive at the scene with all the bodies on the sidewalk, and Walter is like, "Oh yes, my matchmaking scheme didn't work out. I should have made frittatas." <laughs> it's important that's to note. His it's only not, takeaway. It's, it's not just the um it, it's not just the dead bodies it's also like you know the, they're definitely supposed to be in buffalo like they've got the smashed tables and a bunch of other things <laughs> is that a weird shot at buffalo sports fans oh yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> no you see these people were sober when they broke the tables were they I don't know like if I agree with that. They were all drinking. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, they were, these people they were weren't all... drunk when they broke the tables. Fair. These because people were... weren't weren't uh, interplanetary at the tailgate before the Bills game has even started. Ah. Fair. Yes, I will accept <laughs> that. 
That's fair. But they did put the Bills fans to shame with how high they did their table jumps from. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, as we learned, they didn't jump because they all landed directly below where they were standing on the balcony. There's been no structural damage to the balcony. The balcony the, is completely fine, yeah, as, as Peter. Yeah, suicide jumpers don't generally throw patio furniture off with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they talk to Jimmy, the doorman. He's like, oh, all the stories about the building must be true. And they're like, could you be a little bit less vague? Please, people have died. And I would then, also like to point out Walter makes the makes the reference of after they go like yeah no they all like fell like just one after another and Walter's like oh like a flash mob I'm like oh I haven't heard that term in a while now <laughs> a flash mob suicide oh god this is the second time Walter has had strange ideas about suicide in the show because the first one was with reverse empath where he's like contagious suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we've now had contagious suicide and flash mob suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Friend, what are you we trying see, to tell people? Then we see a concerned older woman peer out from her window in apartment 6B. Yeah, we she don't know that yet. Well. She's just up on, she's just in one of the other apartments being like, oh no, these poor people, they died. She could just, just be a nosy, nosy, uh, nosy old it, woman who's like, it's oh, just hey, a, what's going it, on here? It's just a four below and one apartment to the side of apartment 7C. So we don't know for sure it's 6B. Yes, you're right. Four below <laughs> and one to the side. So 3B. You said one below and one to the side. Did you I said know? four, dude. You said four. I'm tired. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> it's like three in the afternoon. Why are you so tired? We got home at like 1130 last night, okay? What? It's <laughs> still like twelve hours yeah. of sleep if you were sleeping I didn't until noon. Sleep well. I didn't sleep until noon. Are you crazy? I was up at eight. Uh I slept in till nine today. It was very nice. Beautiful. <laughs> I can't sleep in anymore. It's hell. <laughs> um, hey man, just go do a master's. It's great. No. That's stop. Okay. <laughs> Everyone why don't you play Final Fantasy fourteen? How about that? God, I would I get rather so get a master's. Memes about that. <laughs> Why don't you want to play Final Fantasy fourteen? I think the most fun RPG with an expanded David. free trial, which you can play through the entirety of a Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heavensward expansion up to level sixty for free. With so, no so David, in, in, in your guild, how many of those memes get reposted? Because oh my god, I, constant. It's yeah. It really sounds like you're playing a dead game. it's really not actually it's got quite a large subscriber base now i think the most fun i had playing ff14 was when i made the super tall character and you made the super short character and then we found each other in the game world and you jumped and you were as tall as me that was fun (laughs) that was fun and that was it. anyways fringe yeah apparently uh... the building's haunted yeah building building is cursed um but like, yeah, very, very haunted. And they decide to go and talk to um, the very traumatized um, party hosts. Well, uh, Walter also does some coin flipping. Well, no, he does that while they're doing yeah, the... Yeah, he uh, does that while they're talking to them. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, nope, they're basically... They give the exact recount that we sort of had, uh, except, you know, they didn't quite notice that as they were running back to make sure that they're... Um, 
um, that the person had her EpiPen, (laughs) that if they looked around, the the people had dropped slightly. Uh, Slightly. (laughs) Just a little bit. Only 70 feet. Yeah. Well, how long do you think it was until the... um, the what's it called the balcony came back because can you imagine if they like turned around like after doing everything they look and there's just the balconies there and they're everyone's gone and like all their furniture is gone they're like the fuck where did everyone take our furniture (laughs) i feel like if even if it came back quickly you would hear the commotion run out to the balcony and look down and go oh no there would certainly be some confusion um as evidenced yeah. by how traumatized think, they are i think it would have had to have come back quickly because none of them mentioned anything about the balcony like disappearing or anything yeah right because the fringe team ends up figuring that out as they sort of look over and they're like oh that's weird all of the bodies are directly under the balcony that should not be possible if they jumped or were thrown or like fell off or even I stepped was, off like i was really expecting the i was really expecting the um like cold open like sort of from what we get from this side uh to be um they hear a bunch of like quick strangled screams and then you cut down to the uh um you cut down down to the woman who's getting into the cab they look up and there's a bunch of legs um floating in the like floating in the air because they've all gotten caught in the balcony yeah. See, like it that, just blipped oh. that would have been the body horror part of it yeah that that was that was the body horror that they could have had, and then yeah, you and then cut up also, to them trying to like get... blood. I assume, or just the legs come down. Oh God! <laughs> just the legs come down, and then you look, and it's just yeah, no. There's a bunch of dead top halves of people. Um, Isn't it crazy it, that Fringe could have more body horror in it, and they chose not to? <laughs> I'm assuming that 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 someone like whoever the um that. The, the writers for this one thought about that, and then they went and talked to the props department, and the props department went, no, fuck you, not this week. <laughs> we do not have the time. You you were going to ask us for so much shit on the other episodes, please. We just made the entire other universe again for last week's episode. <laughs> please don't do this again. But um. hey. Yeah, so they find they do some sleuthing. They figure out that oh, okay, so whatever happened, something definitely happened that made the uh, balcony disappear, um, and they all fell down. That's not great. And while they're figuring that out, Walter is flipping a coin, and he goes, "I think I figured it out. I flipped this coin ten times. They've landed on heads every time. Yep, <laughs> what are the I odds was... of the? What are the odds of that? If you flip a coin three <laughs> times, Charlie, <laughs> I was just about to say it." <laughs> Come of heads three times. Um, uh. But Walter ends up coming to the conclusion that there is a soft spot here, similar to where the other universe has. That <laughs> similar means... to a baby's head. <laughs> yes, yeah, similar to a baby's head. And they're worried about things passing through it um, and oh. other weird. Um, uh do we have a just i guess fringe anomalies like do we have a specific word for alternate universe shenanigans uh no i think we can just go with fringe anomalies well okay yeah what walter's most concerned about is he's he's he knows about the vortexes on the other side that they come from these soft spots and he's like oh god that's gonna happen we we need to contain this shit now (laughs) so they um sort of have a mini freak out and then head back to the lab uh, where Walter is doing a science experiment, I believe. 
Yeah, we're back to season one again. It's so good. It's, we I get, was so excited we get for the Walter. Cool. <laughs> Walter science experiments. So excited for it. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> it, but it's these. I love these science experiments because it's like he must have been like, okay, let's go get the lab equipment. Also, Astrid, I need a sheet of glass in a frame and a hammer. <laughs> well, I and assume she's, he said, she's I need like, a sheet why? of glass and a hammer. And she was like, why? I'm like, I'm going to break the glass. We're like, I'll get you a frame as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you could have done this with like ice or a piece of paper. Like it doesn't, this isn't one of those concepts that needs a visual cue. I mean, the Listen. glass is helpful because it does show how it like sort of like fractures over time. Yeah. It's not, I like, think it would have been cooler if he had the amber ready and was like, but I have a solution for it. And then amber's over and is like, this will patch it. Well, no, their whole thing is they got to develop the amber now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he has basically, as we explained, a big piece of glass in a frame. He takes a hammer to it to make a little small, like, uh, crack in it. And he's like, this is like the soft spot. Eventually, over time, as more and more incidents happen, the crack will start to uh, larger, and eventually the piece will just come right out, and that'll create a wormhole that'll absorb everything. Yes. And so, so I, w- I would like to also say from this scene, my favorite part of it is Peter going like, Walter, this, this is all just weird science voodoo. There's, there's no way that this can, that this could happen. Uh, at which point Walter completely goes meta as shit and is like, ah, yes. So instead, let me go drug up Olivia, put her in a fear state, and then she can see the other side. You know, normal things. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather we traumatize Olivia more? Because <laughs> I can do that. I know how to. <laughs> We've done this. We've done that so many times. <laughs> At which point, Walter just gives his equivalent of Peter shapeshifters, and then <laughs> Peter goes, "Fair enough," and they continue on. Uh, um, it was really good, <laughs> right? And then he, so essentially, he tells Olivia and Peter to go get the seismograph and essentially go take readings at the Rosencrantz, which is the building. And sort of report back if there's any weird uh, seismic or um, seismic activity, because that is a warning sign for uh, fringe anomalies, which we've learned previously when those buildings merged in that previous episode as well. Yes. Um, and then he also then asks um, Astrid to go and get all of the case files and his notes on the Amber Bus episode, which. Uh-huh. Um, which we do get another sort of meta thing here where he's like, where Walter's like, uh, Astrid, do you remember the um, bus that got filled with jello? She's like, yep, I remember that was one of our first cases. It's like, excellent. I'll need those notes again. Yeah, he's like, like, I'll need my lab notes. And she's like, I don't know if the Fox website is still up. <laughs> it's hard to get those. I'll check Wikipedia, uh, I guess. Let me check Wayback Machine. Um. Oh. But she, Astrid does question him. It's like, but, but why? And we get, I think, a good line from Walter here. It's just like, oh, I, did, I didn't realize today was question everything I do today. <laughs> Walter is sassy as fuck, and it's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we missed a scene earlier where he was complaining about not finding the seismograph or something. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, that's the start of the scene. Yeah, the start oh, of the yeah. scene. Walter's like, Walter it's in the back, and he's like, then why are you telling me and not getting it? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'll, I'll get it. And they're like, Man, Walter, you could you could like say please or something. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot the magic word when the universe is ending. <laughs> hocus pocus. 
At which point, after Peter and Olivia leave, and he gets angry at Astrid, Astrid just goes, listen, you own an entire company. Go abuse those employees, not your co-workers <laughs> here. And Walter goes, good idea. <laughs> Proceeds to go and abuse his, you know, employees at Massive Dynamic. <laughs> Specifically Brandon. Yeah, yes. we'll get there later. As he deserves uh, it. <laughs> Where, what yeah. scene do we jump to next year? Uh, Peter uh, we're and in front of in the, the bar. Well, first they're in front of the building, but yes, they, um, it gets, it's cold and Peter's like, Hey, end of the world. It's cold outside. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I'm going to go happy. I'm going to go to that bar over there. Olivia's like, Hey, is it really the time to be taking shots? It's like, who said anything about shots? Let's just get some fries. Shots later. Fries first. I just feel like, I'm just, I just want fries. And then the McCain logo pops up like those dumb commercials. (laughs) Well, no, then some, some person, like, walking by spills their grocery bag, and there's a bunch of McCain fries in there. Um, yeah, it's you know, the really classy weird, way of doing it. Weird product <laughs> placement for McCain. <laughs> Is it weirder than the car commercial placements, though? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, because I don't think McCain... Is McCain in America? Like, do they have that in America, or is that just a Canadian brand? I want to say it's a Canadian brand. Anyways, I, I want more. I want more the bullshit that we saw for car ads, but just other random companies where it just pisses you off. And it's like, why? Why did this get put in here? Okay, listen, I have nothing wrong with product placement. I hate obvious and useless product placement. And a good friend of mine who I've known for like, um, oh god, like ten years at this point, we were seeing a movie. Um, it was the uh, Amy Schumer rom com Trainwreck. Oh god. Okay. And there is a scene later on that takes place in a arena and we got into like a 40 to an hour long argument about the product placement in that scene. Incredible. <laughs> Cuz the scene starts with just a full on like full screen just um pan like just full on um uh, banner ad that they exist in arenas, right? Like the side banners. But the scene just starts and it's there for like 20 seconds. Of you just staring at this ad, and then the camera pans to the right, and Amy Schumer comes out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, wh- 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 why? What's the point of that? <laughs> that is, I think, the laziest way to do a product placement. But it's good on them. So annoyed. <laughs> I feel like there's lazier ways to do one, though. I guess, but on just showing a real life ad, like advertisement. Yeah. I was gonna say, and then panning and away pl- from it, like not yeah, even she not- comes on to the no, it pay- the camera pans away, and then she enters frame. That that okay, is that is think- close to the laziest that you can do because yeah. you didn't put the ad up. You went to the location where the ad was, and then you started your shot at the ad. It didn't actually want to include the ad in the rest of the shot, so you panned away from it. Yeah, that is that's, close to as lazy as you can get. And then the fair. ad is not visible for the rest of the scene. It's just like, what the fuck? That's I just fair. stared at I that like, ad for like five seconds. I like Jack in Jack and Jill, where a major plot point in the movie is Adam Sandler has to convince al pacino to be in a dunkin donuts commercial like that's mm-hmm. that that's a plot line in jack and jill nice and they film a commercial in a movie where there's a dunkachino or Cacino. <laughs> i don't fucking know don't watch jack and jill it's horrible don't give adam sandler your money he doesn't <laughs> anyways deserve it. hey guys you know where we where we're going next a bar oh yes <laughs> Bad wings. 
They're in a bar. Oh god, I miss bad wings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they hop into the bar. We cut back to um, the weird old lady from before, who's I guess taking the elevator because it's fine. Um, everything else is weird, but elevators are fine still. Um, getting up, heading back up to her room. Um, at which point we do finally see that she is at apartment six B. Yeah. She closes her curtains and gets a photo album. To reminisce about old times, I'm sure. And that's it. Yes. Yep, nothing weird about that. Nope. <laughs> and we cut back to the bar that is filled with sexual tension. And also oh, people, which is weird to look at. Yeah. Yeah. One day, guys. One day. I don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take an adjustment period at this point, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how I'm going to react the first time a stranger accidentally bumps into me. Violently. <laughs> like, it's going to be weird. But yeah, Peter and Olivia are in the bar, and they continue their conversation from breakfast, um, which um, Olivia's like, well, I want to know what it feels like to, like, what you fantasize and what you had. I want to feel that, too. So naturally, she kisses him and then runs out of the bar. Yep. And you're like, oh, wow, this is every guy's nightmare. I, I guess um, Peter just ate a whole bunch of onion rings or something. <laughs> she has to go throw up. At which point Peter's like, uh, and then does the classic eye thing and turns to his electronic device and looks at it for a little while. <laughs> yeah, and leaves phone. the bar without, like, he either slapped down, like, a, a couple 20s on that table real quick. Because he is outside immediately. He and logs I feel like the bar phone. owner would be like, oh, what the fuck? He goes onto his phone, launches Reddit, and goes to relationships advice and goes like, hey, Reddit, um, <laughs> just kissed Massive red flag. If she bar. can't, if she's afraid of kissing you, you shouldn't be dating her. Yeah, Divorce her, gym, get a lawyer. Get... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, Reddit. Don't get Reddit relationship, relationship advice. advice. The, place, the place to go if you want to end a relationship. Other hey, than that. You uh, know what two things you shouldn't ask for on the internet? Relationship advice and legal advice. Yep. You, you know what Reddit is, what is very Reddit popular for? for? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, those are some great um, just reading time subreddits. Oh, yeah. My favorite oh, yeah. is whenever like trees come up on legal advice, they're like, oh, you're going to get a couple hundred thousand dollars. Because Tree trees law. are super Tree fucking law. expensive. <laughs> Tree law is beautiful. Uh... I'd also like to apologize if anyone hears cats squeaking in my audio because... A little miss is hungry for attention and doesn't know what a closed door means. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you. All right. Anyways, um, Olivia and Peter um, sort of discuss what happened. And Olivia's like, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, you, you started glimmering and it freaked me out. Um, and now I'm out here. And yep, this is definitely my fault. You're right. Um, Everything that happened before, um, yes, that was you, but now it's only me that's stopping this, and I'm sorry. I don't think I can do this. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, it's important to remember uh, Olivia's glimmer ability to see things in the other universe triggers when she is afraid. Yeah. So she was afraid of kissing Peter because she's a puss. <laughs> yes, that is definitely the only reason. Definitely not all of the like <laughs> terrifying shit that has happened this entire season for the two of them. Nope, yes. just that. <laughs> yep. Um, and then um, while she's sort of afraid and has her ability active, she does look up to the building and sees that one of the apartments is visibly glowing. 
And it's like, hey, Peter, look. Peter's like, wait, Peter what? Turns. What are you seeing? <laughs> Peter's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Pulls out his electronic device and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and then they sort of rush off to the apartment. We cut to Walter briefly, who's going, Peter, what's all this activity? Is something happening? And Peter's like, Yep, uh, I'll find out. I'll call you back. And he just hangs up on him <laughs> as they run up the stairs. Run um, up the stairs, get to the apartment. The apartment door is glowing for Olivia. Mm-hmm. Olivia knocks. Peter's slightly nice, slightly less nice about it and just kicks the door down. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they rush in and just in time for Olivia to see the source of this light, um, which is an oddly cgi hologram of a man uh looks very spooky before he disappears and they turn to the woman there and like who's that she's like it's my husband she's like who's the extra person here (laughs) why is your husband glowing oh it's because he's dead and this is his ghost yep it's Ah, my husband's ghost he comes to visit me also his name is Derek and I judge him for that <laughs> Wait, why? It's not Daryl. I don't know. I don't like the name. Oh, Daryl does sound better. It should have been Daryl. <laughs> I don't see. I think the issue is like I don't picture like a grandfather aged guy his name being Derek. What's like, what's his, name? Okay, so so what's what's the progression of the Derek name from child to adult to uh, elderly? Well, I just don't think he would be named Derek at the time. Yeah, no, like, this Derek is, this seems is like my a point. more uh, modern Recent. name. Because names have oh, okay. cycles, right? Like yeah, yeah, they yeah. get popular and they get unpopular. So Derek seems like one that's sort of more our generation. Not so to much. Be fair, I don't actually know any Dereks. Yeah, you do. <laughs> there was a Derek in uh, engineering. Yep, don't remember his name. I'm sure <laughs> I remember the face. <laughs> no, it's the opposite for me. <laughs> Sometimes I don't remember anything. <laughs> that's the most so- common one. It's okay, David. <laughs> it's okay. Is it though? It's okay. <laughs> Is um, it though? But we cut then to Olivia and Peter just interrogating this old woman. <laughs> As Walter brings out some uh brings out a Geiger counter and starts trying to figure out what the source of like where this radiation is and can't believe that there isn't any radiation leaking over from the other side from all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh and Peter's like, oh, wait, you don't believe her that it's a ghost? And Walter's <laughs> like, don't be silly. Ghosts don't exist. <laughs> I do like the little story he has about that, though, where it's yeah. like him and Belle used to argue about this. And um, the deciding debate was William was like, oh, I'll contact you after I die. And he, Walter gets like a sad little smile. And he's like, haven't heard anything yet. Well, I think what it's the-, the time traveler thing. I think the <laughs> argument there was that Belle thought you could build essentially giant magnets that would capture your essence when you die. Soul like magnets. Soul magnets. <laughs> and to be fair, we know Belle died by converting all of his mass into energy. So don't think he had any energy left to capture. <laughs> he, he did some fancy things to die there. Yeah, so uh. maybe he was right. Oh. <laughs> Maybe turns out he was. He just wouldn't it be really upsetting if Bell died and then, like, twenty years later, they're like, "Yep, nope, he he had it right. Um, just his way of dying was not the right way to die." <laughs> I like the idea that there's some giant magnets at the top of Massive Dynamic HQ. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> if Bell ever dies, that's what these magnets are for. There's, 
There's there's a hospital and the entire room is surrounded by giant fucking magnets and it's just like a long term care room. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Walter goes up to it and is like, ah, oh, silly silly William Bell, and he's like, eh, I'm gonna keep this around just in case. <laughs> I'm gonna readjust these to absorb my energy. <laughs> now I'm immortal. <laughs> Fuck that guy from last episode. This is what he should have done. <laughs> Amateurs don't know nothing about immortality. <laughs> but yeah, we get the... While um, Peter and Walter are discussing the merits of ghosts, um, Olivia is um, doing her very gentle interrogation um, with this elderly woman and trying to figure out the backstory. Uh, yeah, so she pistol whips her twice. <laughs> it's gentle for the FBI. Uh <laughs> I thought the woman was being way sassy, especially when Olivia was like, so when, when did you first see, see your husband? She's like, well, I'm assuming you mean when he died, right? <laughs> I think it would have been no. British. I'm like, well, that's a long story. Let me explain every single time that I ever saw my husband. <laughs> no, crazy old lady. I want to know the first. Th- yes. Yes, I want to know after he died. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we learned that, um, they were together since they were like around like 20 or so. Um, and, um, they had gotten to the point where, uh, the way that he died was, uh, fuse had blown and, um, they both hated flipping the switches for the fuse, which I don't understand. Well, it was, well, no, it was any chore that neither of them wanted to do. They flipped a coin. Yeah. Yeah. So I assume this was probably like sometime like. In late at night or something, like that's fair. The fuse, well, yeah. and it's them going. I don't want to fucking get out of bed and do it. You do it. Yeah, and um, then there was a short in the line. He got electrocuted, and she says killed instantly. But I'm willing to bet he was alive for a while, and the doctor just said that to spare her. That's oh my God. guess. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. That's no. just my head cannon. Charlie's just trying to make this episode worse than it is. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. Maybe. You can't prove it. If we can make this episode worse, first of all, those people are definitely getting captured at their necks in the balcony. And second, this woman's husband died a brutal death. Whoa, whoa. Necks is the worst thing you can think of? No, no, no. Right at like the midsection so that they can still scream in pain, but there's nothing you can do to help them. Oh, God. Come on. Yeah. Use your heads, people. We have already had people trapped in walls, though, which is, I'm assuming, why they didn't do this. Yes. They should have just kept doing it. Come on. We got to give these kids nightmares somehow. Oh, yeah. It's important. Um, But yeah, we uh, get that sort of backstory. We don't really understand still why all this is happening, but it's, I don't know. It it was very, very obvious at the point where they go, and we flipped a coin, and I went, ah, yes. Yeah. Hey, look. I got that right away. (laughs) Yeah, because Walter asked, like, oh, how long have you been living here? Because he comes up with, well, then, because uh, it turns out her, Derek owns the apartment originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Walter deduces, well, Derek must have lost his wife on the other side. And um, because the fabric separating the universe is so thin, you can see each other in the apartments. Right. And that's, like, this is a side effect of the universe kind of shredding itself apart. And Peter's like, that doesn't make sense, though, because um, obviously Olivia can see the husband, but why can the wife see the husband, but I can't? This Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. 
And Walter's like, I don't care about the how, I care about what comes next. I don't know. At that Which point, is a science Walter, lab that, demonstration. <laughs> mm-hmm. At that point, Walter turns to Peter and goes, Peter, shapeshifters. Goes, <laughs> Fair enough. And they continue on. Next scene. Yeah. We get our science lab demonstration of Walter smashing a pane of glass to be like, this is a soft spot. This is what happens. We get a vortex. A black hole forms that will fuck shit up, as black holes do. Um. <laughs> And then Astrid comes in and is like, hey, I found the Amber Files. Let's go to Massive Dynamic. It's a field trip day. Everyone get your buddies. Yay. At which point Walter's like, hey, get our smartest people on this. And also that weird guy. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's his name again? Lives in one of those labs. <laughs> I also like to think, because we cut to Massive Dynamic and like Brandon and Walter are working on the Amber and Nina's giving like, oh, we were told to investigate this for military properties because we've never seen it before, yada, yada, yada. But Broyles is also there. And I like to imagine that he was like banging Nina at the time that they got <laughs> the call. And he was like, I guess I'm just going to be here for this. <laughs> Do you mean they were banging like in her office? Yeah. Oh, that's, my gosh. Um, that, that's, that, that would be ballsy is what I'll say. Especially considering, you know, Agent Broyles is, or sorry, um, Colonel Broyles, not not Agent Broyles. We're, we're in season three now. Uh, <laughs> Colonel Broyles is supposed to be in Boston. <laughs> like, hey, he uh, he Broyles, why, why are you here so fast? Don't worry about oh. it, Agents. <laughs> <laughs> Consultation. Uh, I, I, I got the chopper to get me here faster. You know, I work for the military now. <laughs> He's always worked for the military. Yes, but for some reason, this is the first time that we get to hear all about it. <laughs> this this season. But yeah, they're uh, essentially, they're trying to recreate the Amber solution at this point. Because um, they realize that if this is a hole in the universe, the only way they can sort of stop it is the same way they're stopping it in the other universe. Specifically over there. And that's by ambering the entire uh, block. Sorry, over there? Where? Where? On There on the stair. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Oh, uh, it's, it's good to get that out again. Um, but yeah, um, we do have both Peter and Olivia, Olivia being like, whoa, this, we, we've seen what this does. Um, let's not go to this sort of extent. Uh, we know how like terrible this is um, for people. And Broyles just kind of looks and goes, I'll talk to the president. Uh, <laughs> which point Peter's like, wow, that's awesome. Can you imagine getting to meet the president? Broyles is like, don't worry about it. He's, he's nothing special. <laughs> he doesn't like me, which I really thought was going to be like because of fringe division. But like, nope, it's just Broyles beats him at golf. <laughs> nope. Broyles doesn't understand the, um, you know, casually losing by a close match to, uh, to your boss. Nope. <laughs> Bro shows up and beats him by like 50 or 60. <laughs> wow. Do you know how golf is played? Bros is just it. that good. He always gets no, a hole in one. <laughs> and the president I sucks. think even if you... Yeah, the president would have to be quite horrible to no. lose if, it if 18 Broyles... holes. If, if Broyles... Hold if Broyles hold every single hole like at a score of eighteen. Um, no, it would be pretty common for him to beat people by fifty or sixty. Uh, <laughs> those golf courses have like a par of around like like seventy, like three or seventy four. Yeah, and Broyles is a god. <laughs> Broyles would have to literally be a god to do it. But you know, then then yes, then he's beating people by fifty or sixty. Then I can believe David. <laughs> 
Um, where are we in the episode now? <laughs> um, we are at. Uh, well, no, we've just we've just moved. So we've just discussed um with the president, or we've just discussed um <laughs> Royals is going president. to talk to the president. And uh, I think we're going back. They're discussing what makes, um, like why this apartment, why this apartment building, and Peter and Olivia yes. are spitballing, and he's like, "Well, your glimmer ability is based off the strong emotions." And Olivia's like, "Well, her husband died. That's a pretty strong emotion." So they figure that, um, it's not that the building is on some sort of universal weak spot. It's that the grief of these two alternate couples has created a soft spot. They they are starstruck lovers from a different universe. Yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we have um, we have them discussing that while um, Brandon's like, "Don't worry, Walter. I know how to do everything," and makes the uh, perfect combination of the. Uh, um the the amber gas um and while walter's talking with nina and being afraid uh about you know i i thought it was so easy to you know say how horrible walter it was but i'm doing the exact same things as him now um when it comes to saving my universe and brendan's like yo look at this i did it <laughs> we let's have go kill some people yeah <laughs> let's make some people legally dead what, what? <laughs> Does wait, Olivia? So Olivia knows the protocols. And they do discuss that with Broyles as well, yes. where Olivia explains the protocols. Does Olivia? Does Olivia also mention at that point? By the way, we know that these people aren't actually dead. No, uh, which they really should, because also they have literally people. Like they show in the lab, they have people who were ambered previously. Yep. In the bus, <laughs> like, hey, you know those people are alive, right? Like they're. Yeah, in- <laughs> you just gotta do some fancy stuff to them, and they'll be fine. They're in well, they're like, oh. this is. If you pull them out, the amber in this universe was a more like immature form. Like they had to refine it to match. Oh yeah, these those people in the amber are very likely dead. Yeah, I'm I'm Uh, sure I'm sure that's what they tell the press later. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, we got amber. Um, Let's let's go and uh, let's go fuck some shit up back at that uh, apartment building now. (laughs) And so they go and they fuck shit up at that apartment building. Yeah, well, no. First, the apartment building tries to fuck some shit up itself. Um, That's true. And then they have to rush over. And you've got the two different teams. You've got um, Peter and Olivia, who firmly believe that they can solve this without the need for Amber. And Walter and Broyles, who are like, nope, just Amber this bitch and get it over with. (laughs) Well, Broyles is at least... Broyles seems to be at least apprehensive about it. He's not on the train immediately. Walter, so, well, no, both of them are apprehensive, but also both of them are on the, um, but let's amber this shit. Uh, yeah. The weird thing for me, too, is, he, so he gets out, and he's like, set up a perimeter, I want to report in five minutes, and they hand him the amber container, and Walter's like, I got a remote trigger, so it doesn't danger your agent's life, and he just hands it to a random agent, and he's like, hey, take this canister and plant it in the middle of the building. And you really get the sense that Broyles hasn't told this guy what he is carrying or what it is going to be used for. Well, that's the uh, trigger. I don't think they, they have a, like a huge no, he, canister he, later. He says, plant this canister. Oh, yep. well then, never mind. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just, just, just here. I, I trust you. Um, well, don't, I, don't fuck with this. I assume they're soldiers, right? So I guess they wouldn't be just like but I, puncturing it for no reason. Like they I know, but I like think they still need some type of disclosure of what they are carrying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these people get paid very well. To work <laughs> don't <for your> though. <laughs> There's some there's some interesting um clauses I guess in their contracts. <laughs> Very there's, there's an amber clause clauses. that got put in place. It's the no questions clause. You're not allowed to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh but uh before they activate the amber, Olivia and Peter come over and be like, "Hey, we think we can stop this without needing to amber anyone if we can convince this woman that her husband is dead and it's not actually her husband. This entire thing might stop. They're like, the cortexafan wasn't entirely artificial. Some of the components in it are present in the brain naturally. So the couple could become quantumly entangled. Which seems like and, a whole bunch of whatever. But hey, okay. David, shapeshifters. Yeah, I guess. Just if cortex... Uh, yeah, and Walter's like, well, yeah, I guess if it is the people, then it doesn't matter where they are. This is still going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's not just the location that matters. Uh, maybe, like, maybe them both being there is what started this, but now that they're entangled, it's just, they're gonna, they're the power source. Yep, yep. this is, this is gonna happen. And also, um, Walter also mentions, because they're pulling everyone out of the building, and uh, a, a random FBI person comes and is like, hey, we couldn't get the person out of 6B. They say they're not leaving. And Walter's like, doesn't matter where she goes. She's the cause of this. She needs to get embered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I will kill her. My, honestly, my dark thought process for this was just shoot her, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> like wouldn't would... that also end it? <laughs> <laughs> you are 100% correct. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It seems significantly better than ambering potentially some people. The entire block uh, is just shoot this old lady who's the cause, right? Who's already not <laughs> planning on leaving the building when you're going to amber it. Yeah. Uh, but, but I am yeah. glad they didn't go there, even though it seems like <laughs> not, the logical step. Not to step. start. It seems like the logical step to be like, oh, hey, yeah. this old lady is causing this. Well, she can't <laughs> cause it if with a bullet in her head. A little bit harder. Um, what if she hey, wasn't alive to <laughs> cause it? Just Olivia going up to Rose going, so I have an idea. Just let me take the shot. <laughs> I'm really good at it now. <laughs> I know Muscle you fired that other me. dude who shot that yeah. person in the head, but hey. But yeah, they um um I believe Broyles gives uh, Olivia and Peter a couple minutes to go and try and talk this woman down and see if they can stop it naturally before they set off the um the the horrible plan B that they have. And uh, this time Olivia breaks down the door. Uh, yeah. Try enjoyed. Yes. And um, the husband is back. Um, and they are having their uh, little looking at each other conversation. Um. Where they can't say words, but at the very least, they can look at each other. Yep. Um, and they're trying their damnedest to convince this old lady that, hey, this is not your husband. And, please. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's obviously my husband. And then sort of to completely ruin their arguments, the husband starts saying her name and going, hey, it's me, your husband. <laughs> which I thought was yep, really funny. Which, 
At which point Peter goes, oh yeah, I can see him too now. Uh-oh. This <laughs> is not good. Uh, and then we cut to outside as well, and they get like, yeah, we can see the apartment glowing. Um, should we amber them? And you can see Walter and Broyles are starting to uh, sort of discuss. They're like, all right, um, yo, you guys, <laughs> well, they're not even discussing. They're like, we need to do this, but also we're not going to lose Olivia and Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start trying to contact them. And... Trying to get them to leave. And then you can see Walter sort of hesitating over the button. And then I, does he hand it to Bros or does Bros just take it? I don't remember. I thought Bros had it and Walter's like, you need to arm the device, pull the pin. Well, I think I think there is a moment there where Walter has it first, and he's like considering it. You can see that he yeah. he's not able to pull the trigger, so he hands it to Broyles and explains how to use it. <laughs> and Broyles is like, "Yep, I will do this if need be." <laughs> but yeah, um, we have a very um, touching touching scene of um, Peter and Olivia both trying to convince this woman that no, this isn't. Um, her husband and that she needs to let him go um and peter does his best to um not only speak to this old woman but also to speak to olivia at the same time with his monologue um discussing the the best and the worst of times that happen when you're with someone for that long and how you need to let them go now and (laughs) eventually the husband's like hey stop listening to her no we're we're together we have two kids they miss you and she's like uh because we did get a moment earlier as well she's like yep had no children double dilf life got to go do stuff (laughs) or sorry dink life dilf (laughs) wrong acronym (laughs) different acronym different acronym double income no kids um but then yeah when well i think she asks like hey did we have children or something and he's like yeah no he legit no he says no she doesn't ask hey did we have children he goes um i've missed you the kids have missed you okay well we do we do get a scene though where she does go like wait like we do we have kids and he's like of course well yeah no that's when she realizes that they're not the same (laughs) and she's just like okay i'm not your wife she's dead you're not my husband he's dead (laughs) which is rough but true and it's better than the gun that olivia was slowly (laughs) (laughs) the gun she had just taken the safety off um and the sort of the fridge anomaly closes and everything calms down so what do you think would happen if Olivia had shot the, the like, Derek through all of this instead? Huh. Just, just as Peter goes, yep, I can see him, Olivia just pulls out a gun and shoots Derek. Well, we have I'm assuming nothing. Yeah, we didn't see him interact with anything, so I assume he's not fully there yet. Because he yeah. is still weird and ghostly as well. That's fair. I think no, that would have been a call. If, <laughs> it would have been... It would have been hilarious because of what the final scene of this episode would have then been. Yeah, I know. That would have been very different. <laughs> but um, then we sort of cut to, I assume they give a quick rundown of what happened to the lady. And we get to Olivia going, yeah, I know it's a lot to take in. <laughs> and the woman's like, but, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. But if this kind of impossible thing is possible, maybe, maybe I will get to see my husband again. Which is a little mm. bit nice optimism. Yeah. At which point she Miss goes, Please, wait, you guys know how to cross nice. over to this other side? <laughs> <laughs> wait, you no. mean I could be there right now? No, she heard about the kids and was like, never mind, I'm out. 
yeah she really goes like it's so quick too where it's like we never had kids eh, you're not my husband peace we never had kids and i never wanted them <laughs> <laughs> it's very quick how oh, quickly it's... she turns it is incredibly quick. Almost like probably her other self also didn't want to have kids. <laughs> almost probably like they had that conversation and argument and maybe almost divorced over it or like something. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Definitely seems like there is like cause she was so that, quick that was, about it. The second that, like, that was that was an old wound. Yeah. Like <laughs> she was like, you're not my husband. Um. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, everything yeah. seems down, calm down and. Do we get a scene with Walter here before the end scene? We, we do get Walter and Nina discussing, um, you know, the terrifying reality that they almost had to use the amber. And Walter going, I, I think we need to hold on to this. Like, you know, this this is probably the first of many. Um, looks like we're finally catching up to their universe again. Because, like, they've always said, like, hey, we're like 30 years behind. And it appears they're also just 30 years behind in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, yeah, then we cut to the bishop residence we after do. everything's done. I don't know where Walter is during all of this because he he's still in New York. He's been he's been talking with Nina. <laughs> okay, he he's he goes and he tells he kicks Brandon out of his lab and he takes his <laughs> bed and he sleeps there. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be Imagine great if that's why branded. when he says like earlier the weird one Brandon he's like yes I've, I've taken his bed many a night <laughs> it's my bed now Brandon just coming to his office to sleep under his desk finding Walter there and sighing <laughs> guess I'll find another desk to sleep under Walter's, Walter's taking like, his snacks out of the out of the cabinet Walter's like don't I him. Walter's like don't I pay you enough so that you can have an apartment and he's like don't you make enough from this company to have an apartment like you you own the company what do you mean don't you know of the hospital bed that's on the top floor why aren't you using that one well just like i would be about at my apartment my son is getting fucked right now and i would sleep in that hospital bed but nina and broils are there (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Yeah, that that, um, that checks out Yeah, uh, we cut to the bishop residence, and um, Peter uh, answers a knock at the door, and hey, it's Olivia, and she's like, oh, look, I wanted to apologize. I have a bottle of Kentucky bourbon, I think. Um, and so they have, they finally have their shots. Yay. Yay. Um, and this time with the world not coming to an end. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and they're like uh, uh, narrowly averting disaster, and Olivia's like at the very least postponing it. Um, <laughs> and just like every good television show, the events they experience always relate directly to what's happening in their personal lives. So that Olivia hears, "Oh, what a full, happy life this couple led. I want that too. So let's go kiss and fuck." And that's exactly what they do. Maybe in that order. Maybe not. <laughs> Well, well, no, no they, definitely we, in that we, order, because she kisses him and then leads him upstairs. Well, well she oh, kisses yeah. him. Peter goes, hey, did I glimmer? And she's like, nope. And Peter's <laughs> like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's yeah. not afraid, so. Yeah. And then and we hey, cut that's to. that's the end of it, right? That's, we, that's all? We cut to Zeppelin universe, <laughs> also known as Best Universe, where they're like, huh, this class four fringe event that Astrid reported isn't here anymore. Guess her autism's broken. <laughs> oh. 
but they knock on uh Olivia knocks on the door because it's her and Lincoln she knocks on the door of apartment 6b and hey there's Derek Merchant and she's like hey you notice anything strange and he goes no 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 and it's like what about your family he's like no I live alone since my wife died a couple um, months ago it's really hard yeah. I need to be left alone please leave me <laughs> okay. alone have you seen anything weird though nope nope nothing weird nothing weird has happened definitely here. haven't please. been talking to the ghost of my dead wife well it's like Bye. please please do not amber my apartment please do not amber us <laughs> yeah there's there's the whole threat of amber that's probably happening yeah, right now because you know if fringe comes knocking around like you know you're in danger right like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but lincoln and folivia leave and we're left with derek sitting and looking through his photo album of his dead wife would it not i, I... What I will say is, I think that if the end scene, like, if Olivia had shot him and that had stopped the event, so first of all, it would have been, like, hey, war between the two universes is is happening, but also them just knocking on the door um, and um, finding a guy shot with, like, absolutely no idea how it could have happened. (laughs) (laughs) This bullet was never made here. That would be a full fringe investigation on that side, and that'd be a whole other episode. (laughs) They they like they like look at the bullet. They're like, yeah, this this steel is not able to be made here. Uh. Well, at that close up, I think the bullet probably would have just gone through him as well. So mm-hmm. it'd just be a bullet wound necessarily. Yeah. They might not even have the bullet to investigate. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. So it'd be like, there's no bullet in the apartment. There's no like visible no signs, way... and he just yeah. has died from a b- obvious bullet wound. How? <laughs> well. While you wonder about how that murder investigation goes, uh, the Observer walks past the couple from the beginning as they approach the apartment building, and the glyph for this episode is hearts. Representing the many hearts that are going to get shot with um, impossible bullets (laughs) in the episode. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Be great. All right. It's it's time for one of those good sections of the episode. Uh, So... God, I don't even know what this. I don't even know what what's on that license plate there. Yeah, um, I'm, cool. I'm opening up the file to see if. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Let me know if you get a better, a clearer version of it. Uh, you said you saw the next episode clue, Nick, before we started oh. recording. No, no, no. I I saw the next episode clue for the next episode, like the one what? that's in this that's in this episode. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. We okay, see okay, a okay. we see a picture and a description of it, but it doesn't always say expressly what it is. Mm-hmm. So I can I can fill in it after Nick makes you angry. All right, so, David, if you remember back to last episode, there was a man. His name is Jerry Bissell. I'm sure we never called him that, but his name was Jerry Bissell. I don't remember Jerry Bissell. I don't remember what happened last episode. What? Neither okay, do okay. I. It quick, is an quick, quick. entirely... What was last episode? What was Immortality? It, that was bugs. It was Immortality. That was bugs, right? Yeah, no, that was Bugs. So I'm assuming, oh, Jerry Bissell's the second guy. Oh, um, yeah. The guys of Bugs. Okay, With the dudes okay, catching okay. the bugs on top of the parking garage. Yeah. Okay, it's it's dude, who's, dude who's expelling Bugs um, from the top of a parking garage. So his car, um, if you look at the license plate on there, um, it foretells, and I quote, the location of the pending Vortex event. So I'm assuming that it gives 6B in the uh, uh, license the plate. The license plate is APT6B. Okay. Ah. If the li- okay, I can buy that if the last two digits were. Well, no, it's it spells just... out apartment no, it's 6B. apartment 6B. Oh, okay. Like, this is one of those good ones where they thought about it. Yep. Okay. All right. And I... I will accept this. 
<laughs> and I would, and even though you're going to be pissed off next week, I'm going to say that the next one is good too because I got it immediately. Like I saw it in the scene, I went, "That's the next episode clue." And I went and looked, and I was like, "I got it right." I don't even know what the next episode's about, but that's the clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was not paying attention enough then, I guess. Yeah, neither was I. I'm going to peek ahead and see if I can be like, "Oh yes, that was it." Hmm. Uh. I believe in you, Charlie. All right, David, rating while Charlie does that. Oh, um, yeah. No, they hold on that for far too long. for it They, not to they be hold one. on that for a long time. Uh, <laughs> um, honestly, I, I like this episode. This is, I think, one of the better Fringe episodes for me. Um, yeah. Probably it's... three and a half or a four. Like, I, th I th yeah. really enjoyed this one. Yeah, this is, I, I would say this is a four. This is good character drama, a fun, like it's a, it's a nice episode. Just at its core, it's a very nice story about people who lost each other and then thought they found their loved one again, but it it's not quite their loved one. And so there's no replacing that person. Like as soon as she finds out he's not exactly her dead husband, she's like, you're not him. He's dead. Mm -hmm. He's gone. That's, it's kind of a nice little message there. So yeah, this is easily yeah. a four. I think it also you know, that's I, a nice um what's the word a nice reflection compared to sort of what Walter um has done and what other characters have done when upon seeing their alternate universe versions like, yes yes <laughs> and not being able to tell but yeah no I I'd, I'd agree I'd agree this was a this was a this was a really nice episode I thought the pacing was a little bit weird in the episode that's sort of my one like sort of detraction about it um I thought like the sort of the like pacing of everything felt a little bit weird. Uh, but otherwise, I love the like fringe side. I really uh, the cold open was so good. I think it's probably my favorite cold op open of this uh, season so far. Oh um, yeah, the cold open oh, of this episode's yeah. so good. It's it's such a good cold open, and like it gets better rewatching it and like noticing. Like I didn't initially notice that those people fell um, as the guys rushing away or things. Like it gets better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I think it's by far my favorite cold open. So, yeah, I'd go, like, four, maybe even a little bit higher, but, like, probably just a four, a four or four and a half. It's no time yeah. travel, um, yeah. closed-loop time travel, but it's This it's is really This is episode. one where if I'm rewatching highlights of a season, this is going on a list. Yeah. So, hey. Um, I think that takes I, us to the David, end. David, any fun facts or no? Nope. All right. Oh, God, <laughs> I need to... Match my right. energy, Nick. I need to. I need to try and match that energy. Well, I have. I have. I have fun facts that I can oh. supplement while you try and match that energy. <laughs> I will. I will attempt to get in the zone. <laughs> uh, so the apartment building was the Rosencrantz building, which, uh, with the Walter flipping a coin and getting heads ten times, is probably a reference to the movie Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which yeah. was the weird meta awesome weird awesome meta film uh about the shakespearean characters where at some point i think rosencrantz also flips a coin yeah. 10 times and gets heads well it's essentially rosencrantz and guildenstern are two characters in hamlet um and they were sort of two background characters the sort of novel and movie are uh, essentially their perspective of hamlet and what's going on and them sort of bumbling through, sort of causing some of the events by accident or helping the events move along but, in the background. Yeah. Before, you know, Hamlet fucks up and like, kills them all. Yeah. But also beyond that, the movie is such a weird meta commentary on a lot of different things. It's mm -hmm. great. If you haven't yeah. seen the entire thing, go watch it. It's wonderful. Um, and then um, the one tenant who's le leaving is trying to get to the Schrodinger Hotel which ties into quantum <laughs> entanglement with 
Schrodinger's famous thought experiment, which yeah. he hates or hated, apparently. <laughs> he did hate, yes. Nice. I'm glad <laughs> he hated that one. All right. On that note, Blue, Olivia, Derek, 6B, something else, Amber. These are the things that made up this episode. We hope you enjoyed them. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a rating on whatever podcaching service you've been listening to us on. I don't know what's going on, David. Do you not know what I was referencing? No, I legitimately don't. Okay, so Captain Planet was a cartoon show where the kids had the power to form Captain Planet, who was a defender of nature and Earth. But they always joined together by the powers of Earth, air, water, fire, and heart. Because you need heart to form Captain Planet. They summon Captain Planet. Nice. And then he yeah, no, I, I have not seen anything related to Captain Planet at any point. So I so, guess you uh, could do Spotify, Google Play, Amazon don't help Alexa, with his outro. iTunes, oh, and Podbean. <laughs> Hey guys, just just like just like everyone else, Craig has left the episode. Just like all of our viewers at this point. So hey, if you're still here, props to you. Why don't you come tell us on um, any of those podcatching services that Charlie just mentioned? Because he helped me out today. Thanks, man. Um, no or you can get us. You can uh, you can tweet at us at forsaf, or you can even send us an email at forsaf at gmail.com. Incredible. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Catch us next time. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.